0: There's no lines to quote from the source material, so. He's got a bomb. <laughs> hello, well, hello, welcome to. Oh shit! I just forgot <laughs> how my show's. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> welcome to Unpopular Critic Wars, where the Godfather sucks and the Emoji Movie rocks. Today, uh, it's a me, Mario, with my unimportant Luigi here. All right, but... all right, Mario. Oh. This is my friend Xander Carter.
1: Right, I do YouTube. I have to remember to do a different intro. Hey, everybody, my name is Xander. Um, glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: And uh, and uh, I don't know what our policy about promotions is, so I will tell you to not subscribe to Xandermania on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's not even the channel name. You're good.
0: Oh, yeah, shoot. Oh, but before we go on, it just I, it just hit me, and. To- Two episodes ago when we covered the Marvel Universe, I said my main draw to met Deadpool 2. Sorry, I my stuttering. My main draw there was because I thought cable was hot. Well remember, I said in that same video, I don't know the characters' names. I meant Domino. But oh shit, that, that really that really does make a difference. That just bothered me, but whatever, my bad. Anyway. Anyway, what, are, what will we be covering, Mr.
1: Carver? We are talking uh, about the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie, starring Bob Hoskins, John Logosamo, and Dennis Hopper. Yes, what a that cast. movie.
0: Man, what a cast. There's a of, But there's something strange about it. Is it really as bad as people say it is? I mean, it's a, it's a video game movie, so how good can it be? Unless you're Sonic the Hedgehog,
1: am I right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it's just as bad as you think it can be, but I think there's a lot of charming qualities to it, and that's what I'm here to defend today.
0: Well, like, overall, like, why don't you, why th- like, why don't you think it's like the worst thing ever made?
1: No, no, no. Uh, let me let me phrase this real quick, just to preempt myself here. I do think this is a bad movie, but I absolutely love this movie, no matter how bad I think it is. It's
0: like. My- it's like, it's reputation is like, no, this is the next, what is, like, what is that, battle Battleground Earth, or whatever, that or Sharknado, or that, it, it falls into that category.
1: I, I think so. I think I think it falls into the it's so bad, it's a good category. I argue with a lot of people on that one, but I absolutely love this for several reasons, and I'm very excited to talk about them. I've got a whole bunch of notes here from my last watch through of it. Which was when? Yesterday. <laughs> what a coincidence. So is mine. 24 hours ago, to be precise. Um, <laughs> Fun little two-minute story here. Um, I believe my older brother had the copy of our movie. Um, it turned out he didn't. It was with my grandparents at their house 30 minutes away from here. So I drove an hour out of my way yesterday to go pick up this movie and watch it. <laughs> because I didn't feel like paying $3 to watch it on Amazon.
0: That's dedication right there. He's, he's willing to... He's so willing to, Shit, why can't I say words? But he is committed to... Whatever! You know what I mean. Forget my stuttering, just... Pretend you know what I'm talking about. What? You know What's contained in that valuable treasure? It's just the disc. All right. Well, right. if you want to be just like blunt
1: about it. Oh yeah. I, well, it, it is a silver disc that has the logo on it and with a runtime of approximately 104 minutes.
0: Oh wow! I thought it was an hour and 48
1: minutes, but sounds. Yeah, that's that's what it says online, but it is one. It's about an hour and 40 minutes.
0: Hashtag TV tropes, writers can't do math.
1: Yeah, I'm right there.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was telling you before we started this, I brought my movie with me because I'm going to read you the back of the box at some point in this podcast because this is so bad. I have fallen <laughs> on the floor laughing at this today. Why
0: don't we, why don't we open with that? All right. Oh, brace yourselves. This is what you'll be in for.
1: Well, here, I'll read the front of the box first real quick. It has the three main cast members, of course. Then Super Mario Brothers. You've got Bob Hoskins and John, Lo- John Leguizamo on the front. It's a blast. The Washington Post. This ain't no <laughs> game. It's a live-action thrill ride. Then on the back. And
0: that, by the way, that doesn't sound at all like, like you know uh, like movies. Like, they you know movies on front covers. They like take half the take half the quote of what someone said. Like, mm-hmm. That that doesn't even. At least usually they make it sound like a praise. That didn't sound at all like a praise. Like they like it sounded more like he said this. Like, this isn't a joke. This is a live-action movie. Whereas I said, he actually said, this is not a joke. This is
1: a live-action movie! (laughs) And then, let's see, on the back here, in huge orange letters, eye-popping, special effects, 60-second preview. (laughs) Eye-popping. Literal, not literal, eye-popping on screen. (laughs) Yeah, Possibly. Signed, 60-second preview. Wonder why we haven't heard from them in a while. (laughs) Buckle up and hang on tight. The discovery of a parallel universe launches you into the adventure of a lifetime. Mario and Luigi, two wacky plumbers, undertake a daring quest to save a princess in Dino Hatton, a hidden world where the inhabitants evolved from dinosaurs. Mario, (parentheses Bob Hoskins, who framed Roger Rabbit, and Luigi, (parentheses John Leguizamo, regarding Henry, face deadly challenges from a diabolical lizard king, (parentheses Dennis Hopper, Hoosers, and must battle giant reptilian Goombas, outwit Misfit Thugs, and undermine a sinister scheme to take over the world. Blast off for nonstop excitement with Super Mario Bros., the live-action thrill ride that dazzled moviegoers everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: may I mention that I don't know what I don't know why the processes in my brain, but of all that, all the stuff they just said, I'm thinking Dino Hatton was never even mentioned in the no, movie. No, they, they just-
1: never once called it that. They called the Mushroom Kingdom one entire time in the whole movie, and I didn't catch that till yesterday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> but is, I,
0: I think it blew it's one of the this whole thing is one of those big ironic statements that I, this is a we're not kidding it's a live action movie eye-popping special effects it left audiences
1: speechless like it's like of, they are setting you up for a big joke. <laughs> they are and uh, I said I watched this yesterday yesterday was only my fourth time ever seeing this movie I saw it once when I was 6, once when I was 13, uh, once when I was 14, and then yesterday.
0: So, uh, so well, this was one of your childhood favorites, wasn't it?
1: It was, my, it was one of my childhood favorites, and that's why it was on the list I sent you. And I had to rewatch it. I, I had to re-watch it yesterday just to make sure I had everything ready for today. I still love it, no matter how bad <laughs> it is.
0: But, uh, hey, you're in good company. That's part of why I started the show, because uh, some of my favorites growing up were not the best. Oh, yeah. I loved Land Before Time sequels growing up. I still do. But, uh, uh just just general stuff. What was my point? Nostalgia blindness. Nostalgia blindness. But maybe not. I, I thought there were some actually good things about this movie. Believe it or not.
1: Oh, I think so too. I've got a few of them written down. But my very first note here is Well, I've been at my house for 15 minutes and I have found every way in the world to procrastinate hitting play. <laughs> so we could tell we were off to a good start yesterday. <laughs> I, think I don't know. What am I getting into? Or is it that It was an, am I ready to watch this movie I haven't watched since I was 13 years old and didn't have a single responsible thought in the world?
0: Oh, oh yes. When you hit that certain age, and you know, like, you can actually tell when a movie is good or bad. That moment was like, uh-oh. Is this actually as good as I remember it? Or am I just about to be severely let
1: down? Yeah, and a lot of it was, am I about to sit here, and am I willing to give up this hour and a half of my time to do this? And it was worth it, I'd say. So, yeah, of course, the, I won't give a play-by-play of the movie, obviously, because if you want that, you got to watch it yourself, friends. Uh, first thing you see is this movie was made by Hollywood Pictures Home Entertainment. You don't see them much anymore.
0: Nope, wonderful. No, it's not Disney, it's not Warner Brothers, or it's one of the it's one of those defunct studios. Or or was that
1: was that production or distribution? Um, I think it was production. I didn't look too much into it, but it is looking like it was production on the back of the box. Well, you know, I haven't seen them lately. Neither have I. I wonder if they went down the warp zone into obscurity. <laughs> This movie is a absolute train wreck. It starts off with an eight bit opening, and of course, when you're—I don't—I know you watched it online, but when you have the DVD, when you do start at the DVD, your menu is playing the classic, you know, I got that. And what I wrote down was, well, the classic Mario songs on the title screen—that's probably the most nostalgia we're getting in this whole movie, isn't it? <laughs> and that's kind of weird
0: that uh, I'll I'll elaborate more on this later. But you're able to enjoy it more if you just. Kind of prepare yourself, this is not a Mario movie, just view it as an original movie. But then that, that kind of gets interrupted because at several points, uh, you'll remember, as, it's basically it's original plot, but at several points they'll put in things to remind you about it, like a the Mario theme song,
1: or the book a bomb, exactly. or it, things like that. It is not a Mario movie, it is a movie with Mario in it. It's a movie that, no, it's a movie inspired by Mario. It's like, in a way, the way I describe it is it's like those video games where you have special guest appearances from other characters in games. Like a recent Zelda game a few years ago had Sonic in it if you used an Amiibo for it. It's like that. This is a whole different adventure, but Mario and Luigi have been cast as the main characters.
0: And for, uh, some kind of like 1980, like, what, what, was that? What, what was that movie Ridley Scott did with Harrison Ford, the Blade Runner?
1: Yeah, Blade mm. Runner, That's sounds it's about, like, right?
0: It's like Blade Runner- but, Ma- but Mario.
1: Yeah, um, this movie it has it has a lot of low points. Like the very beginning. Um, what's our language barrier here? So I make sure I don't just read this note directly. Um, PG, roughly. Uh, roughly PG. We can be able to, we can be uncensored that. Okay, I'll I'll censor myself a bit here. So in one of the very first scenes, we see a woman leave a baby on a church doorstep, but it's not a baby. It's an egg that has a human baby come out of it, and. How did these nuns not question everything they believed in after a human baby came out of a freaking
0: egg? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I think that's what, why why they did the Catholic bust me.
1: <laughs> that's true. That's probably exactly what it was. Um, and that's the that's not even the lowest point this movie gets to. There are a ton of moments in there. I'm just kind of going in order of my notes, which was, of course in the order this movie was watched, we of course go to the Mario brothers not long after. My biggest problem this whole movie is Luigi doesn't have a mustache.
0: He's he's barefaced Luigi. That's how you that's how you recognize Mario and Luigi. If they didn't have those you would think Well, shoot, they well, shoot, they still wear their cap, so that Yeah that, that with
1: twenty minutes left of the movie, but you know.
0: Uh, it's, well it's because it comes with seniority. it comes with seniority, see, you gotta you gotta be twenty years older. And, you know, uh, you got to be 20 years older than like Mario to have a
1: must <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> but yeah, and of course, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, all the power to them, Of course, rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. They did exactly—they did their best with this movie. They did their best <laughs> they had. I think they portrayed their characters really well, actually. This was back in, you know, this was the 90s. The Nintendo 64 wasn't quite out yet, so we hadn't really seen Mario and Luigi's personalities yet. We hadn't seen Mario being this... Oh, I'm the main protagonist. I'm super brave. It's a me, Mario. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick some butt. I'm gonna spin Bowser right around, and Luigi's oh, I'm, I don't know, Mario. I'm kind of scared. We haven't seen that yet. And this, I think, this movie really sets it up a bit. But I think they're a little backwards with that. Mario is a bit more. He's the older brother. He's like, Oh, I don't know, Luigi. This seems like a bad idea. And Mario's like, No, it's a no problem. And Luigi's like, No, it's a no problem, Mario. We're gonna do this just fine.
0: And okay, and this is a, and to be honest, I. I still don't honestly have personalities now, snow, but what? But one thing I think was missing was from this two D era side is it's always clear like Mario, you're the hero. Luigi, go home. Like, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. Luigi, yeah. you are you are the you are the butt monkey. You are the chew toy. <laughs> yeah, in this duo, but, yeah, but for some reason, like, like I'm I'm Mar I'm Mario. I'm act- actually Uncle Cratchit. Come on, you're right. But I-, I love Bob Hoskins. I loved, everything about him. I loved everything about him, but I especially loved, not loved the Mario voice.
1: <laughs> oh, that Mario voice, that is iconic. I'm pretty sure that, I think, honestly, this was after the Super Mario Brothers Super show a few years before, so actually the person and the were kind of defined by that show. I don't know if you've ever seen that.
0: I, I have, but for the memes. <laughs>
1: oh, it's great. I'm pretty sure that was Bob Hoskins doing as much of a Captain Lou Albano impression as he could when he was playing Mario, because that was very much how Lou Albano did his Mario voice in the cartoon. You
0: mean Mama Mama Luigi? Well
1: that was someone or else was... doing uh Lou Albano impression oh, yeah, as well. That, that yeah. Was, oh yeah, that was the the super show. That was super show, but you get where I'm going with that. Yeah. Um it just kinda seems like if Mario gets a live action voice that isn't Charles Martinet, it is someone trying to be Captain Lou Albano. Also rest in peace to him. Wow, Mario mm-hmm. is cursed apparently. Um That's why that's why he just doesn't talk now. Apparently so. I mean that's why the most we get is from him. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say, I'm, I'm going to go a little cinema sins here for a moment, just because I noticed this and it made me laugh. There is a bit in the very beginning where Mario and Luigi are talking, and Luigi's laying on the couch and he's saying something. I can't remember exactly what he was going to say. I think Mario asked him if he spent money on this junk, and Luigi's got one of those old school things with the pins that you push down and you can make shapes with it, and he puts oh. it against <laughs> his face. And Luigi makes a comment about something like, oh, we're going to be fine with money. And then it jumps to a scene of them in the van, and Mario goes... Well, we're gonna be fine on money. Why is our re- why is our rent three months overdue? And my question is, did Mario wait until they were in the van and halfway to their location <laughs> before he asked him that? Oh my
0: gosh! Well, uh, that's that's not even the worst of that instance. Like, t- like towards the end of the movie, that towards the end of the movie after they saved the day and all that, like, three weeks later, then they're just now doing a news story about Exactly. That. Like we yeah. we both had cipic, we both had, had sipics that I, uh, like we both had had sipics that uh, he would jump on them for that. like, yeah, no, like, exactly. Like, wow, you're worse than the, than the Rome News Tribune <laughs> yeah. uh, for that. But, uh, uh, like, oh my gosh, oh my, I don't know, not, not plot changing, but just re- really funny continuity
1: moments. We should probably talk about the princess in the room. I don't mm. say elephant; I say princess. This movie does not have Princess Toadstool, whereas she would later go on to be named Princess Peach. Although cause...
0: she is still a blonde, even though mm, this new one's still a blondie. Well, not yeah. new, but
1: you know what I mean. Instead, they decided to pull in Princess Daisy from Super Mario Land, which was a fairly new release at the time, but she wasn't a princess in her own mind. She lived. She was the child that came out of the egg, and she was an archaeologist.
0: And, why, and like, why, why why the hell is she an archaeologist? Not told.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Cause I...
0: Because I... I'm, I'm in university. I'm in university, too. And I like history. But I... But why am I an archaeologist? And But well, I'm not an archaeologist digging up downtown Rome. And that's not even the job of an archae- archaeologist. I know, this is just a pet peeve of mine Movies movies. Like, archaeologists do not dig up dinosaurs. They dig up human remains. Paleontologists work with dinosaurs.
1: Exactly. And I, I didn't have a problem with her being a uh, archaeologist, as the movie called her, a paleontologist, as she really would have been. Uh, I actually like that they gave her a bit of personality. I think uh, Daisy might actually be one of the best parts of this movie for me. She actually has a whole character arc in the movie, and I like that. That's one thing I think the movie did pretty well, is they gave Daisy a whole character arc in the movie. And fun fact, she was damsel in distress in this movie more than she's ever been in the entire history of the Mario Brothers games. No,
0: I think she was. Oh, you mean
1: twice. She was damsel in distress twice throughout this movie. She got captured twice in the Mario Brothers games in the entire 40, almost 50 year lifespan of them. She's only been the Dammel in the Stress once, and that was her introduction game. She's just been in the sports and party game since then.
0: But for the, But unlike unlike her game counterpart, she was actually pretty proactive in this movie. She wasn't just waiting for Mario and Luigi. So she didn't even know till like the last five till like last five minutes before they showed up that they were coming.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Um. But back on that topic, one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. And this this is right after Daisy's introduction, where Mario and Luigi invite her to give her a ride. Luigi is dubstruck by Daisy, and I can't blame him. I can't blame him. Daisy was a very attractive woman in this movie. Um, <laughs> Luigi right. was a very accurate representation of myself before I was dating. Um, stumbled over his words, didn't know what he was trying to say. like instead of saying it was an honor to meet you, it was it was an honor to meet me, is what he <laughs> said.
0: Did you hear me stumble through the intro of this and just about every word I've said through here? Well, I didn't I want think you're part. okay.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how Luigi was the entire movie when he was talking. Or at first when he was talking to Daisy. But I think my favorite scene in this whole movie is when Luigi wants to ask Daisy out on a date and right in front of Daisy Mario just gets right out and puts his head on Luigi's sh- shoulder and whispers right into his ear exactly what to say the whole time. Like, ask her to dinner. Tonight. right, Meet her right here. <laughs>
0: um, I, d- uh, I, d- I do remember that There was just this dynamic, like, listen, like, listen to me, I know it's, I know it's best for you, later on, like, later on, later on, you never listen to me, but turn on the parkway, I'm taking the tunnel, hooray, you told me to take parkway, I said that
1: because I knew you'd ignore me. Exactly, and I didn't even write that one down, I don't know why I didn't, but yeah, that's, that is the Mario and Luigi relationship in this movie, and it kind of has become that in the games as well, of Mario doesn't listen to Luigi. Mario thinks he knows what's best, and Mario ends up kidnapped in paintings, and Luigi has to go through Haunted Mansions to save him. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bit rambly. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, I like the mario Luigi relationship, though, of Mario thinks he knows what's best, and Luigi's just a stupid kid. Because there was a significant age gap between them in this movie as opposed to games. Because there's never really been given a real age gap other than Mario's older, Luigi's younger in the games. But in this, it's like, Mario's this middle-aged guy, probably mid-30s, and Luigi's, probably mid forties. Uh, probably getting up there in the 40s. I don't know how old Bob Hoskins was at the time. I don't feel like Googling it. Um, but and then Luigi was a kid. He was like a college kid, really. Barefaced, uh, which you and I are not reflections of. <laughs> um, and, and not what, and not what the real Luigi's a reflection of. No, not at all. But it worked for this movie. It did really work for this movie. And um from there, there's one other character that was a big part of this movie Daniela, Mario's girlfriend.
0: The one that he forgot about till the end, like, yes. like, oh, oh, shit! I, I was taking this girl on a date. What happened to her? Yeah, and oh, here's the funny scared. thing.
1: See, I don't know how many dates you've gone in your life, but when you drop your, when you drop your lady off at their house for the night, you watch and make sure they get inside safe. Mario did no such thing. Mario got back in his van and he drove away,
0: and he left her on a New York street corner exactly. at night
1: when they had been repeatedly told that women had been disappearing. Exactly. And then what happens? Iggy and Spike. Grabber and Runoff, Hoorigan and Spike—you might ask—they're the Harry and Lloyd of this movie.
0: They're Koopalings, you might say, except they're like no. gangster. No. They're like gangsters, but not and not Koopalings at all.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird, but they also are a highlight of the movie, just because I think their comedy there—they're they're Dumb and Dumber mixed with the you know the criminals from Home Alone. I think they're a little. <laughs> I think they were the perfect blend of those two, and of course they're they're incompetent. They're annoyingly incompetent sometimes, but they make you laugh at least.
0: I did. I like that they that was a plot twist. To, uh, when last book, like you probably don't care about a spoiler alert by now, so I'm not going to give one. that spoiler alert. When they come smart in this in the second half, they were still incompetent while smart, but at least at least I also gave the sense of uh, all right, we're not just following Marv and Marv. Throughout the rest of the movie,
1: yeah. And one thing there, I don't know if you noticed this, they were double agents in the end. They were oh. Bill the Daisy. They were they were double agents the whole time. They they were her father's oldest supporters.
0: I don't, I don't forgot it. I yeah, forgot about that. They, I've seen this movie. Like, they actually served actually served her father, like because they got intelligent, they got in, involved with the bar fighter, whatever. Found out. Yeah, Bowser, you're fascists.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny. Um, four okay. times watching this movie, I never noticed that until yesterday. But I was actually taking notes on the movie yesterday, and I was. An adult instead of a kid, so, you know, I was paying more attention.
0: It's part of that gap, like what I grew up with versus... Uh, oh, shoot. I'm. Just, oh, wait. Let's pretend I didn't grow up knowing this.
1: Yeah. Um, we're kind of missing the big point in the movie though, of where they go to Dino Hatton, Dino as it's Hatton. called, apparently. Daisy... There's a rival plumber corporation called Scapelli. They're also a construction organization. Okay. Because that's...
0: Because plumbers also have... Because that's how plumbing businesses work.
1: Clearly. Um, see, I wish, had this been five years in the future when they made this, this easily could have been WarioWare Inc. as the enemies. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, Scapelli drills in, is starting to flood Daisy's underground excavation, and they discover, essentially, the warp zone. Oh, um, except
0: it's except it's not. They gotta have the lore about the piece of the meteorite that didn't wipe out the dinosaurs or whatever, and the, yeah. like warp it. Warp in around, I feel like the like, I feel like if this didn't try to like, mainly the big problem here is just that like it's trying to be its own like the the dark gritty reboot, to be honest, yeah. of the movie. But then it tries to So I think, alright, that's fine. Alright, that's fine. Like Mario is just a, like, the real Mario is just about as fantasy as Grimm's fairy tales. But if you want to do a dark gritty reboot, go ahead. But the problem is then they then they tried like fill then they tried to illogically fill in the the gaps there, like, war- like, why not just have them go through a gate or something? Nope, now we- no, now we've got to add the Mario warp zone. Yep,
1: yeah, they go through a wall. They go through a rock wall, and they disintegrate. And not even, like, cool Avengers Infinity War endgame disintegrate. Not even 1993 good standards. Because this is when Jurassic Park was the big thing at this point. Um, no. They just kind of jump through and dematerialize it, and it's really bad looking. Like, it is. Like, uh,
0: think of all the like all the bad 80s and 90s green screen effects you've ever seen think Dwayne, or the face stretch or the face stretching or anything, yeah.
1: anything like that think <laughs> think Dwayne Johnson in The Scorpion King 2 oh no that that's what it was like and it was funny because when Mario's is falling down the warp zone you can tell they had Bob Hoskins suspended in the airs by wires and he was just being flipped around in front of a green screen <laughs> which is a hilarious thing to think about in reality Just thinking of them dangling Bob Hoskins in a safety harness while spinning (laughs) him around while he's just doing a fake scream as best as he can. I'm just saying. It was actually pretty funny. That that
0: threw me off with Luigi, though, when he was actually on a a wire. I'm flying! I'm flying! No, wait, Mario, don't jump! It's just a wire. I'm just... I just
1: got stuck on a hook. Exactly. And then when they get to Dino Hatton, I don't know if you noticed this. This is a Super Mario movie. This was made in 1993. This movie, I think, is rated G. Possibly. Might be rated PG 13. Not really sure. Whatever the second lowest one below. It's rated PG. PG. It's right there. Oh, um, sorry. It's rated PG. When they get to Dino Hatton, there is a movie theater in the background. I can't remember the specific title of the movie, but in the movie it says XXX. You saw it too. <laughs> yes, they snuck an XXX title into a Mario movie. What oh. in the world? Oh,
0: that's. Good gosh. Well, you know. Well, you know. we. Like, I don't know why we become so weak. Like, you know, like we still leave bloody, th- bloody things like The Lion King well, and Live Before Time. Like, those are rated G. We thought, no, we got to pull out the PG for the big guns, like, inside out. When uh, in reality, like, PG really isn't supposed to be Disney fluff. Like, especially in the 80s and 90s, like Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, things like that. Those were PG. Yeah. The original Star Wars trilogy was PG. So, uh, it was not a kid friendly genre.
1: Well, this movie couldn't have been rated G because they snuck in one square. Koopa says that he's gonna Koopa says he's gonna send them to hell at one point.
0: Well they, d- they did also have a few dams
1: in there. Oh yeah, I guess I missed that. Um okay. I was in a I went through a warp zone of my own for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And
0: Cooper. Uh, Dennis Hopper at Oh, Dennis Hopper. Did such, he did such a great job for a fundamentally stupid
1: character. He did. I give him that. He did a great job with what he was given. It was Something though. Um, and like I said, I'm not doing play by play here. That's my other job. Um, when they get to Dino Hatton, Koopa puts out a plumber alert. <laughs> this is implying Koopa Hatton needs a plumber alert because plumbers are a problem in Dino Hatton.
0: Oh my gosh. That...
1: What? <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm guessing by the movie's logic, it's far more likely that he just hasn't. He just. Because he's such a because he's such a dick bastard because like, he's such a bastard, he actually got F- listed every occupation into his computer for, for a file for a later. Like, when, like I'll push this. I'll use this alert when I have a problem with this kind of
1: person. Exactly. I mean, this is this is Cooper, the guy who had his own special pizza at <laughs> the at the Dino Hatton version of Pizza Hut. I guess is what it was. Um, that would be, that would make sense i sp-
0: I think he won like dimorphodon tail or whatever on it.
1: Yeah, I didn't write it down the specifics, but I did laugh a bit about the pizza, and I'll talk about that later on, because it became a running gag again that made me made me laugh towards the end. Um but Mario and Luigi come across this guy, he's got your you know, he's got your twenty twenty you know what boy haircut, and he's playing a guitar, and he's singing about Koopa sucks, and he's towering over Mario and Luigi. And when the Dino Hatton cops arrest him do you know what they call him Stephen toad toad you know the little short mushroom guy that squeaks
0: again to to enjoy this movie you have to like pretend this is not Mario because it's not Mario
1: exactly pretend this is someone's weird fan fiction with Mario thrown in because that's what it is uh, well that's actually not a bad
0: not bad description this was you know like this is nice to- like angsty team I wrote if Mario characters in real life, you know that those kinds of memes. Exactly. In real life, or or like Matt Pat's theory where Mario is some kind of psycho killer and exactly Peach has
1: t- Stockholm syndrome and now Toads on drugs and singing out against the government. Exactly, and he gets arrested and they grab Mario and Luigi as well because they see their tool belts and Bob Hoskins does a perfect job selling this line. He goes, "I'm getting arrested for being a plumber." Oh. <laughs> 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 um, this movie um, is racist towards plumbers. Ding! <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> you got me there. Oh man! I, oh man! I, I, don't, I know. I have Cinema sins when I hear. Him. I may have watched the cinema sins for this movie as well um, to do some research. Well, that well is also very racist against mammals. That's very true. Um, but and then Mario and Luigi get thrown in prison. But it's more like dog kennels. Dog kennels. Can- the prison looks like dog kennels all stacked up. No, right. it
0: looks like. No, it looks like the you know, like what like what are these like the, the Guatemala prisons or like the ones they have in like El Salvador and like those Okay, that's fair. Like those terrible No one would ever set foot in them South America the you know, South American countries that don't give a shit about people.
1: Yeah, and then Koopa fakes being their lawyer thinking that they have the meteorite piece. But right. you've seen his face plastered all over everything. How do they not realize that he's Koopa?
0: They should, but I will I will give that that was still the like even if it was predictable, that was hilarious. Bob Hoskins going off about how bad Koopa yeah, is. Yeah, true. Like he's I sound like, do you know this? Do you know this Koopa? And afterwards, then like, who's he thinking he has thrown us in prison? Like he's an egg sucking son of a snake. Like, that by the reveal, but you are an egg sucking, an egg sucking son of a snake. Yes, all true.
1: Yeah, Dennis Hopper is possibly the MVP in this movie. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta give it to him.
0: Uh, that, I think this is really saved by acting and character dynamics.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, but I, I, from sometime there, Mario and Luigi steal a police car, and I got to say, Mario and Luigi in the police car being chased by other police cars, that's Mario Kart. The way I that hadn't thought about that, that way that chase worked, that was just Mario Kart. I hadn't thought of that, but the, I, yeah, I think the first Mario Kart was already out in Japan or wherever. Oh, it was but definitely out by then. It came out on the uh, if, if Princess Daisy existed, then uh, the Mario Kart existed at this point.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, at least that Mario Kart, I thought that I mean, those were some really badass looking police cars.
1: They were pretty cool, and they kind of were a mix of like what you'd see with bumper cars when you go to a fair, because they ran on the kind of same thing that bumper cars at the fair do, where if they come off the grates at the top, they just lose power.
0: Oh yeah, what? oh yeah, that, that would explain that like off grid can't keep driving, exactly but they can't stop either. I would I would say for me personally I thought that was the best the sing, like the single best scene in the movie.
1: Yeah, that's up there for me. I, I still think my favorite scene is definitely Mario just on Luigi's shoulder giving him dating advice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. And then they crash in the desert because but they're saved by the fungus. Who's the fungus? Well, you find that out towards the end of the movie. But just remember, everyone trust the fungus. Trust them.
0: Use the fungus, Luke. Use the fungus. That's that's the new quote there.
1: Um, Almost reminds me. No, no, I'll I'll say it for when we get to that. Although, speaking of, we were talking about Iggy and Spike becoming very intelligent later in the movie. I've written down something from when Iggy and Spike become smart. I believe it is Iggy that gets turned smart first. I could be wrong. I didn't write down what order it was. But When he gets out of the chair, he says, Do you know what the square root of 26,481 is? And everyone looks at him like he's crazy. And he says like 101 or something like that. That is actually false. That is not the square root. But I don't really care. I hate math. That's actually
0: uh, that's actually a uh, real life example, of a, or that's like well, not real life, but a definition of uh, TV tropes. Writers can't do math. When I say, when I say something, that I uh, gotta make them say something to sound smart or what, make them sound smart or whatever. Like exactly. what do we actually say? <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I just want. Hmm. Why, what do I know about math?
1: Exactly. Um. But another thing, when Princess Daisy has been captured. There is a dinosaur in the room we need to talk about as well. One One Yoshi. Yoshi At least they actually made him a dinosaur. They did actually make him a dinosaur. And you know what? what? Yoshi's freaking cute in this movie. He is. He's like he's like little copysacknathus or whatever. He, he looks cuddly. I I would hug that Yoshi. Even could... with the, you know, plush Yoshis we've got nowadays where he actually is a plush in the games, but you know. Point remains that the way they did Yoshi in that movie was actually pretty cute, in my in my humble opinion.
0: And we're and in my arrogant opinion, why we I think we are in the age where, like CGI has gone overboard with you know we think oh it, oh it looks cute in the, in the two di- in two dimensions it'll look cute in three dimensions no it, no it doesn't they they end up you know the type they end you know the type the Marmaduke the Garfield the whatever they try and make it cute but it comes off looking like a my uncanny valley abomination.
1: Sonic before the re- Sonic before the redesign.
0: I actually didn't li- I think he was that bad, but yes, that general reaction. I actually, I actually thought this, I believe he
1: was CG here.
0: This wasn't actually cute Yoshi. It
1: was. It that was, it was really well done for the time. I think nowadays if they were to remake this movie, which, God, never remake this movie. <laughs> um, if they did remake this, they'd probably make him look a bit more like his video game adaptation. I think that'd be interesting, but I think I like what they did. I like where they went with this. No, they give him
0: effing feathers now because of this effing dinosaurs have feathers movement.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, it couldn't look any worse than the Goombas, right? Mm. Oh, so, the wait. Goombas. Oh, the Goombas of this movie. Oh, just mm, just heads up, we try to keep these around
0: that's... a half hour, or so maybe in another five minutes.
1: Okay, cool. The Goombas look really weird. Their heads are shrung. It's really weird. Um, I'll, I'll rapid fire some fun facts here real quick. Um, when they're in the club dancing, they dance to Everybody Walk the Dinosaur, because of course they do. Um, Big Bertha, which is the bouncer that took the meteorite piece, punches Mario in the face. He walks up to her and says, I would like you to punch me again. And her <laughs> response is, dance with me and I'll hit you all you like. So we now know Mario's kink.
0: So, so now we not Yeah, this movie is definitely PG. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Koopa has
1: his own type of pizza at pretty much the Pizza Hut of Dino Hatton. Um, Lena, which is supposed to be Koopa's queen, stabs Yoshi, therefore she's the most evil villain in movie history. (laughs) And let's see, there are actually several Mario sound effects on computers, and Mario makes the reference when he finds out that Daniela has been kidnapped, he says, I promise to take her to Wrestlemania, which just justifies that this movie is the greatest movie of all time.
0: Like, or also makes, almost makes me think Captain Lou, to see Captain Lou Abano, like when he's not
1: voicing Mario. And Mario and Daniela have more on screen romance confirmed than Mario and Peach ever have. There you go. That's, that's my quick little hot take there on some rapid fire stuff. So to kind of get in the end here, I'll justify, I'll take the last couple minutes to justify myself, but one other detail I'd like to acknowledge. You notice when the bomb, when Mario winds it up and it's walking across, when it shows it from upside down, the bomb is wearing Reebok shoes.
0: No, I didn't.
1: Yeah, the bomb has Reebok shoes. And also, one more thing: Iron Man is my favorite superhero. Marvel is some of my favorite movies. In 1993, Super Mario Brothers had a post-credit scene. Suck at Marvel, Mario did it first. Oh no! Oh no! I missed it. Yes, there was a post-credit scene where two Japanese businessmen who very much resembles Satoru Iwata and Shigeru Miyamoto, are seen in a room and they say, we would like to make a video game based on your adventures. It goes over to Iggy and Spike on a couch, <laughs> and they trade name ideas back and forth, and then go, Super Koopa Cousins! <laughs> that was perfect. Exactly. It is, and then roll credits. This movie thought it was going to get a sequel. It never did, and it's probably for the best.
0: Uh, yeah, that very much set, set it up that way in the end, but I kind of would like to just have, to have it be just this one weird...
1: Ooh. One odd Super Mario movie. Yes, one weird piece of, of film history. But yeah, um, I will say I ended this movie just dying laughing. I had to get out of my chair and sit down on the floor. I was laughing so hard just because everything hit me at once. <laughs> and now I guess I should probably get on with the reason why I was brought on the show, which was defending a movie people think is bad. I grew up with this movie, so I have some nostalgia blindness. But if you go into this movie turning off your movie critic mode and you just enjoy it for how stupidly bad it is, you can get some good laughs out of it. I recommend, if you're going to watch it, if you are going to take me up on it and watch it, get some friends together, uh, have some pizza, just chill, and you'll get some good laughs out of it. I think that's what makes me enjoy so much is I think maybe it's more the people you watch it with. Because watching it alone, I found a lot more I didn't like with it. I just think it's a good time with good friends.
0: Yeah, I think if we got together. We probably we probably have a blast that movie. Exactly. We probably have a blast because it it goes back it goes back and forth between like between being actually funny, with 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 like what's his name Hop Hopkins Bob Hoskins uh, Bob I was thinking shit I got Bob Hoskins and Dennis, and Dennis Hopper mixed up Yeah, like, between by like, between those two and Mario and Luigi like, like it's just, it's just so much between being actually funny and so bad it's good funny
1: Yeah, so you'll laugh either yeah. way. There's a lot of that. Um, the fungus turns back into Daisy's father at the end. Who resembles the Elder God from Legacy of Cain. It might actually be him. I can't remember. It was a pretty big name actor at the time. Oh, Lance somehow. Hendrickson. I, yeah, I, I recognized his, his voice
0: immediately. No, no, please don't tell me you casted Lance Hendrickson for just yeah, about 10 seconds. They pulled Lance line.
1: Hendrickson, Dennis Hopkin, Hopper, and Bob Hoskins all into this movie. Mm. Somehow. But yep, yeah, trust the fungus. He's got a bomb Two of the most easily quotable things from this movie. That's what I will say there.
0: And personally I thought Daniela was hot was hotter than Daisy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Although Daisy was still pretty hot. That's fair. And I guess uh No I normally at this point i g I'd ask him uh I'd ask to uh, briefly like briefly summarize like like give his a uh, short review of the movie and uh his his star rating. Uh, you you may have over, you may have done that just now. I, I gave my I gave my
1: review. Um, I'm gonna give it stars. I'm gonna give it a singular star. One out of five. One power star. One
0: power star out of five. Like Super really?
1: Mario, yeah. Dude, because Gosh. in terms of quality, it's not a good movie, and I understand that. But I'm giving it that one star because it is hilarious. <laughs> if I'm feeling generous, we'll bump it up to a star. Now. All right, all right. Then I'll tell you, I didn't expect that. You know,
0: I, I think I've just been, beat because I've seen so much bad stuff out there, like, I've, I've seen a lot of good stuff too, but also seeing that, like just how bad the bad stuff can be, I think it's yeah. al- almost worn me down.
1: Well, it's certainly not my favorite movie. That belongs to Terminator and Terminator 2. If you ever do an episode on that, hit me up. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's my little soapbox there on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, you just answered my closing question too. <laughs> oh, what my favorite <laughs> movies are?
0: Yeah, and Terminator, Terminator Two.
1: Yeah, I think Terminator Two stacks above Terminator, but yeah. Judgment. Everyone loves Judgment Day. Now. Oh, Judgment Day is the best, and I think that's why everyone does an Arnold voice. Sorry, had to. <laughs> I'd say, at the end of the day,
0: this is the definition of a guilty pleasure movie. Once I got, once I got over the fact that this is not Mario, I actually enjoyed it. That's not to say it's it's great or, heck, it's not even really a good movie. And I can't say that everyone who watches it would like it the same way I did, but th- but there is far worse out there. Like this is this is not Fifty Shades. This is not this is not as bad as other video game movies, but uh, for better or worse, in this case, the film focused more on being a movie first and an adaptation second. I yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a stupid movie that like honestly, even the good things about it are stupid. But I, but at least I had fun watching it, so it accomplished its goal, and I was going to give it two. I was going to give it two stars. And then, it, well, I was going to give it three stars. But I thought, but it's not that good. I was going to give it two stars, and I decided, but it's not that bad. So I decided two and a half stars out of five, hmm, in my in my arrogant opinion. Well, that, well, thanks for joining us, Xander.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: And uh, do not subscribe to whatever his channel
1: name is. Xander underscore eleven.
0: And... And... What? I just forgot what <laughs> Why do I do... Why do I do this? I'd, I'd drink a bunch of coffee before coming in here, if I drank coffee. To make sure I remember my lines, but... Subscribe to Viking... Also, do do not subscribe to Viking Fusion on all social medias. Follow us on all social medias, whatever. And follow us on YouTube, SoundCloud, all that jazz. And I actually encourage you to go watch Super Mario Bros movie because it's so bad it's good. All right. And till next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye bye bye.